0: If you would take your Bible this morning and turn to Revelation chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 7. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And uh, during the months of January and February, we're looking at this theme about renewal. And you can notice that uh, it's spelled a little different. We're talking about renewing all areas of our life, the areas that we need to be renewing. And this morning, we're going to be talking about renewing our first love and what the Bible has to say to us about that in Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In this uh, writings of Revelation chapter 2, it starts a series of seven letters to seven churches where the Lord is identifying those churches, the condition of each church, and what the Lord is saying needs to change about that church. And in these uh, letters to these seven churches, you'll not see that the Lord addresses in those seven letters anything about uh, their budgets as a church and what might need to change about their budgets he's not going to address anything about the building and uh, what needs to be changing about the building but what he will be addressing is the spiritual condition of the church and its members and it's a reminder to us that God is uh, most interested in our spiritual condition than he is any other aspect of our life And so this morning we're going to look about renewing our first love from a spiritual standpoint. What is God saying to us that uh, we as a church today and as individuals need to renew in our first love for the Lord Jesus Christ? And so as we look at this, we're going to look at not only our church, but we're also going to look at our own personal life and our own personal relationship with Him. And I'm going to read this out of the New King James translation in uh, Revelation chapter 2. And again, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. And as we look at this together, I want you to uh, remember that there's kind of some uniqueness in this, that each one of the letters says, and to the angel of, and it will name a particular church. And then the, uh, the writings here, the angel probably represents who is the spiritual leader of that particular church, as we would see as a pastor. And then he'll address about some aspect like he does in here, the seven stars which are in his hands and the seven golden candlesticks. And so the Lord is addressing the pastors and the church themselves. So here's what the Bible says. "'To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, "'These things says he who holds the seven stars "'in his right hand, who walks in the midst "'of the seven golden lampstands, "'I know your works, your labor, your patience, "'and that you cannot bear those who are evil.' And you have tested those, I think I may have skipped one. Let me go back and start over with that. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says, he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake. And have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Lord, we come to you this morning, and God, we just thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, we thank you, God, for these scriptures that reminds us about our need to renew our first love. Lord, a need to really get back to where our passion is, and Lord, renewing that passion for you and serving you. And so, God, we pray, Lord, that you would just, as we look at these scriptures, you'd help each one of us to look at our own personal life and see where we are in our personal relationship with you, how we are about being passionate for serving you. And, God, I pray that uh, in what we see in these scriptures and what your Spirit says to our hearts, God, that we would leave here different than when we came. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. These scriptures, uh, one of the key verses in that verse five where the Lord makes a statement about how that uh, he says that we need to remember from where we have fallen and do the first works or else he will come quickly and remove our lampstand from its place unless you repent so it's pretty clear in that verse that he's identifying there's a problem and the problem is where our passions are and the need to change and redirect our passions So how do we do that? I think that first of all the Lord tells us that we need to remember how a love relationship feels. He makes the statement in verse 5 he says remember. Now if you've been a Christian for a long period of time I want you to think for just a moment about when you first got saved and when you accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. When you knew that you had been forgiven of your sins and when his Holy Spirit came to live in your life and began to lead you and guide you. How did that feel how did it feel to know that all the burdens that you were carrying were being lifted off of you all the shame of the past was being lifted off of you all the guilt that you were feeling was being lifted off of you and you was getting a new start a fresh start in life you might say how did that feel how did it feel to know that somebody loved you so much that the Bible tells us in John three sixteen that God so loved you that he gave his one and only son to die for your sins that you might have eternal life if you've been a Christian very long do you remember how that felt do you know what uh, remember how it felt to have a passion for the Lord maybe if you didn't maybe you've never experienced that or maybe you don't remember how that felt but maybe you can remember if you uh, can think back men or women about when you were first dating your spouse and when you started feeling love when you first got married and how that love relationship felt what the Lord is trying to direct us here is that feeling and that sense of loving somebody, somebody so much that their wants, their needs are more important than yours are. That's when you really have a love for somebody else. And that is when you're not as concerned about your own personal wants and needs, but you're more concerned about that person and what the needs in there are in their life and meeting those needs. That's when you get to a point that you've got passionate feelings towards somebody else and that's what the Lord's trying to stir up in these scriptures for us to think about what it feels like to truly have a love relationship and be passionate about somebody and the Lord makes a statement in these scriptures about us putting him first doing the first works so the Lord is kind of direct us to our thoughts about do we remember how it feels to really love the Lord and for him to be first place in our life above everything else now, for some people, that may be kind of a struggle, especially if like, if you've got grandkids and you've got signs on your vehicle or in your house, let me tell you about my grandkids or some of those things that uh, people carry around about how great and how grandkids are. Maybe even some of you got grandkids have had that mentality that uh, grandkids should have been born first, that way you <laughs> get a little more enjoyable time. I heard an amen or two there. But we all have different things that we have at different stages in our life about love. When we're in school, it's a love for a girl, a love for a boy. When we get married, it's a love for the one we're marrying. When children come into our life, it's a love for that little child and holding them in their in our hands. And, you know, I was thinking about the, uh, the love when a parent has for their child when they're born and I have heard story after story after story of people telling about how that when their child was born, it changed their life. Matter of fact, I have known and seen people personally that I'm thinking, I don't know if this guy's going to ever grow up. I don't know if he's going to ever get any maturity in his life. He's still self-centered, still all about himself, still out doing things like he did when he was a teenager. And then a child be born into their life, and it's like suddenly everything changed. I've seen people that, matter of fact, uh, I was thinking about Josh Davis and how Josh shared a testimony about his own personal life and how he was going away from the Lord, but there was this child in his life, his son, that just started getting involved in, in church, involved in the Lord's work, and he realized that he needed to be where his son was. His love for his son motivated him to look at his love for the Lord, The Lord is telling us in these scriptures that if we're really going to get everything right in our life we got to see where our passion is and the Lord says remember how it felt. Remember those feelings of really having that type of love. The Lord is identifying to us that he wants to be first in our life. He wants us to love him and for him to be the one that drives our life that motivates the decisions and the directions. So just think for a minute. Remember how it feels to really have a love relationship with the Lord. And if you've never really had that type of love relationship this morning, we want to invite you before the end of this service is to come to know the Lord as your personal Savior and know what it means to really grasp and embrace the one who died for your sins. Remember how it feels to really be in love. And then the Lord makes another statement in that verse 5. He says to repent. Now, When he says to repent, that's revealing to us that there's a problem where our passion is. And what is unique in these scriptures is that if we read the verses leading up to verse 5, the Lord is actually talking about some good things about this church and about the things that the church is doing. He's talking about how they've been out there faithfully working for him, how that they don't put up with people who uh, have ungodly ways and ungodly teaching. And so he's addressing some things that are very good about those people. But he tells them that they need to repent. And he's telling them that they need to repent because they have fallen or they have neglected their love relationship with the Lord. It's letting us know that, and I want you to listen to this very carefully. If you listen, say amen. It's letting us know that you can be a very good, hardworking church member and not truly have your passion right for the Lord. That's a shocker for some people, isn't it? You can be a good, hardworking church member, but not have your passion right with the Lord. You can be coming to church on a regular basis. You can be serving in the church. Because if we look at this church, we see that the people were busy. They were working. They were doing godly type things. They were doing church type stuff. But the Lord said, I've got somewhat against you. i got a problem with you. I don't see your passion for me. And I can imagine that if he was talking to people today, they'd say, wait a minute. Did you not see last night I stayed up late studying for the lesson I was going to teach this morning? Did you not see the extra hours I put in to make that music good that the choir sang today? Did you not see that uh, I I came and I fixed breakfast, coffee house for all those people to come in that didn't have food this morning at uh, their house? Did you not see those things that I did? And the Lord's saying, I saw them. But I saw a little deeper than what your hands were doing. I saw where your heart was. You see, sometimes our hands can be busy doing things, but our heart is really not in it. Sometimes our, pa- our hands can be doing what other people are doing, but our heart is really not connected with just really being passionate for the Lord. I love the uh, challenge that Chris gave in his testimony this morning to the Brotherhood Breakfast. As he shared his testimony, he gave a challenge to the other men to share their testimony with somebody today or this week or the coming months. But share your testimony with other people. Let other people know what God has done in your life, where he's brought you from and where he's put you at now. Now that's a passion. It's got a passion that you know, I was talking a while ago about when you first get married and you want everybody to meet your wife or you want everybody to meet your husband because you're so proud of them, you're so excited about them. It's that type of passion that when you have a child born and you see somebody you had not seen in a while and you say, hey, have you seen my baby? This morning, by the way, uh, Lamont and Nita had a, a new grandson. Is it Xander? Is that the way it's pronounced? Xander Williams was born into their family and this morning I I felt Lamont get close to me I said hey how are you he didn't say hey how are you or nothing he just whooped out was it your phone or your tablet you whooped out his phone he whooped out that phone he didn't say let me show you something he didn't say, how you doing or he didn't say you know it's a nice morning he just whooped out that phone and went still didn't say a word He's just showing me a picture. Then he began to brag about that grandbaby. Nine pounds, four ounces. Nine pounds, four ounces. He's done imagining what that grandbaby's going to be like. He said, he don't have a neck. <laughs> He's just all muscle. Daddy used to play for what team? What? Miami. That's Miami, what I was thinking. His daddy used to be a kicker with Miami. He's done bragging up, building up this grandson that's born into the family. There was a passion that was evident with Lamont about this grandbaby that had been born. The Lord is saying in this scripture when he says, Repent, he's not saying that you're not doing things. Kind of be like to a parent I, I see you changing the diapers, I see you feeding. But is there still that same excitement about, let me see, let me show you my grandbaby, or let me show you my child. I want you to meet my wife. Do we have that same passion of, I want you to know my Lord? Do we have that same passion that we want to see other men, women, boys, and girls come to know Christ? Do we have that same passion that's motivating us to give our very best because we love the Lord that much? You see, what the Lord is saying in these scriptures is, remember how it used to feel, whether you gotta connect with the feeling of a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a feeling for a husband or wife, that first child being born, a grandbaby being born, whatever you gotta to connect to understand the feelings of the love, the Lord is saying, remember how it feels. But repent of where that has changed in your life. Where that passion, the Lord is saying there's a problem. There used to be a passion, but there's a problem and the passion is not there. And then he says, renew those first works. The Lord is saying, I've got a problem with you. You're not passionate about me like you once were. So I need you to remember it. I need you to repent it. But I need you to renew that first love. Let's let's get back to where it was. Or if you never had that type of passion for the Lord, let's, let's start new in your life. And let's get this love relationship right. When the Bible says the first works, The word first there is the word protos, which means in the Greek language, let's get what's the most important right. Let's get what is most important right. Now, I've addressed a lot of things, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, children, grandchildren. And some of you have connected with some of those things because you remember the excitement that you felt at different points in your life. And to say, let's get the most important right, our relationship with the Lord. For some of you, that might be a little, I I don't know, man, I really love my child. I really love my grandkid. I really love my husband, my spouse. But here's the truth. When you really get your passion and your love relationship with the Lord right, you'll love your wife or your husband more than you've ever loved them before. You'll love your children more than you've ever loved them before. You'll love your grandchildren more than you've ever loved them before. Because when you get your love relationship with the Lord right, it just makes everything else fall into place. Thank you for that. Amen, Red. I'll just say it one more time in case anybody else wants to join in to you. When you get your love relationship with the Lord right and you get your passion for Him, it just makes everything else fall into place. Amen. You started a good thing, Rhett. Renew that love relationship. Make it fresh. Restore it back to where it was to be. And let the love for the Lord be what drives your life. What motivates you. What makes the decisions that you make in your life. What direction you're going in your life is all around your passionate love for Him. Now, I have thought many times, and I recently heard a word, probably has maybe a lot of you have heard it before, but in my mind, sometimes I've thought, you know, we're talking about the Lord, a male figure, and so talking about a love relationship with the Lord, maybe that's a little easier for women because we're talking about a male, and so understanding loving the Lord, a man, maybe that's a little easier for a woman than it is a man. For a man to, for you to say, man, I want you to love a man, and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, that, that ain't right. How many of you have heard the expression, bromance. Anybody heard of that before? A lot of you have. It was kind of new to me. The first time I heard somebody on TV and they said how much they really had a friendship and a bond with this guy. They definitely had a bromance going on. I'm going, yuck. (laughs) Bromance? What in the world? That sounds sick to me. Danny says, (laughs) don't sound right, does it? I mean, I understand romance, but bromance... this just don't sound right. And then I heard them talking about it. And they said, it's not something sexual in that type of way, but it's when you have a brother that's like a brother to you, that you have a deep bond with each other, a connection that you would be there at a moment's notice for the other one. They said so that's a bromance. And I thought, well, maybe that's what men can understand in church towards the Lord. It's kind of like a bromance. Now, like I said, bromance didn't sound right to me to start with. But I'm just saying that for us men, we gotta understand that in loving the Lord first, it's not like a romance for your spouse or for a woman, but it's having that deep bond connection that you just really care about the Lord so much that you wanna be for him and be there for him whatever he expects you to do in your life. The Lord says right here in these scriptures, he said, I got a problem with you. You've lost your passion. But he gives a promise at the end of it, and he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. What the Lord is saying is, let's get this thing right, because I've got a lot of good stuff I want to give you. God's got some good stuff he wants to give you in your life. Lord, we come to you this morning, God thanking you for your love and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, each one of us are at different stages of our life and we've known love in different ways. We got some young people in here that they've known to, uh, to love a girl or a boy at school. We've got people in here that's been married a short period of time. They know what it is to have that romance of like newlyweds. We've got some people in here that have had children and they know the excitement of holding that little baby in their hands and know that this is my child, my son, my daughter. We've got some that have had grandkids and have held that grandchild and said, now I know why they call them grand. People at all different stages of life. But Lord, I pray that whatever stage of life we've been in that we understand these scriptures that you are telling us that if we're not passionate about you, Lord, if we are not putting you really as the most important thing in our life, then there's a problem, a problem in our relationship with you, a problem of how we're setting our priorities in life. And so God, I pray that we'll be challenged this morning as we're looking at renewal and renewing some things here at the first of this year. Lord, that if we have slipped, if we've neglected if we're really not passionate about you like we should be or have been at some point, that today would be that day that we would realize we need to get things right. Anytime that our relationship with you is not like it should be, there's a problem. And so Lord, I pray, God, that you just help each one of us to find where we are, understand what it means to really have a love relationship for somebody that causes you to see their needs and their wants to be more important than your own. Lord, that they would look to you the same way and say, Lord, whatever you need of me, whatever you want from my life, that is the most important thing. And I want to get that right. Now, if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, or maybe you're unsure of your salvation, then I want to lead you in a prayer that you can pray right where you're at to give your heart and life to the Lord. Would you pray these words silently in your heart like this? Dear Lord, I feel your Holy Spirit speaking to me. Lord, I know I've made some mistakes in my life. I know there's been some problems in my life. But today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Now while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you prayed that prayer with me this morning and you really meant that, you made the most important decision of your life, and I want to rejoice with you, and I will remember you in my prayers. If you prayed that prayer with me, would you just raise your hand for just a moment just to say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer this morning, and I invited Jesus to in my heart. If you prayed that with me, would you just slip up your hand for just a moment, and then you slide it right back down, yes. Are there others? You prayed that prayer with me this morning to accept Christ as your Savior. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, in just a moment, we're going to stand together and sing, and I'm going to be up front. I'm going to ask to, some of the other staff and leaders to come up here, stand up front with me. And if you pray to receive Christ, would you come to one of us and just say, I I prayed that prayer, and just give us an opportunity to pray with you. And then before you leave today, we wanna give you something that will help you in your Christian walk. We're not gonna do anything to embarrass you, but we sure do wanna pray for you and encourage you. We wanna help you get started on the right path. And we always rejoice over someone who accepts Christ. This past Wednesday, we had one of the youth accepted Christ. So we want you to know you're one of the most important things to us this morning. Maybe you're here today and maybe you already know that you're a Christian, but you really haven't been passionate about the Lord like you know that you should and you need to make some changes in your life and you want to do that. and You want me to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hands and say, Pastor, pray for me. I I need to get some things more passionate. Yes, yes, I see those hands. Yes. Lord, I come and rejoice in this morning. Lord, that we've had some variety of hands raised, raised for salvation, that they accepted you as their personal Lord and Savior. We rejoice in that. The most important decision of their life. God, that's so exciting. I want them to know we are excited about that, and we want to pray for them and encourage them, get them started on the right foot of serving you. And Lord, there were some that raised their hand that were saying, Pastor, I haven't been passionate like the Lord like I should. And I want to get that right. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would just breathe your sweet spirit upon them with a fresh wind. God, that you'd encourage them and strengthen them to be faithful in serving you. And Lord, I'm praying, God, that every one of us would leave here different than when we came. Because we realize that there is a need to make some changes in our life. To get things in our life where we are passionate about you and serving you. That it shows in our face. When somebody's excited about something, it shows on your face. And so, Lord, I pray, God, it'll show on our face. As your kids used to sing, if you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. And, Lord, I pray that when we are happy in you, when we're passionate about you, it'll show on our face. And, Lord, we're going to give you praise for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.